Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Black Belt. Or Bust. It's Misty. And Keely. By now you should probably already know that, but we'll, we will still introduce ourselves. So, Keely and I are driving, well, and with a teammate. We are... Say hi, Jacob! Hi! <laughs> we are driving back from Atlanta, back home. From flying from Dallas. Yeah, so we, it's not like we just went to Atlanta. We flew out of Atlanta to Dallas to compete this past weekend. So we just flew back. So we actually just ate because, you know, carbs are life and they. Yeah. P.S. I'm also very not cultured, apparently, when it comes to coffee etiquette. So another story for another time, but there we go. Yeah. <laughs> so today, Keely and I wanted to talk about some of our experience competing but really how we've taken care of ourselves because this was the first time Keely and I competed IBJJF Nogi and when we signed up we noticed that their weight changes for the divisions. I usually <laughs> compete at Light Feather which is 118 in the gi. I have a very light gi I know how, like, what sports bra I want to wear, what spats I want, or spats or shorts I want to wear under my gi so I know what weight to be at. But for no gi, light feather is 114 pounds. And I really wasn't comfortable with cutting down to about 115. And then I, I made 114 anyways, but I wasn't sure of what to expect this time around and went up a weight class to feather. So here's the thing. The second you would have been like, I'm going to do this weight class, you would have stressed yourself out about it and then yeah. you would have gained weight. Yeah. It's okay. For some of the guys who are like, oh, you can do that in the morning of, it doesn't work like that for us. Like personally, weight does not fall off my body and I signed up for the weight, my walking weight. So I know we're about to make a comment about like, yeah, I had to go through a weight cut. It was my walking weight all the time, and then within two weeks, I just bloated up and held on to it. Mm -hmm. And at that point, it was like, I'm not going up in a division because this is my actual weight. I wanted to go against people my actual size for once. Anyways. Yes, and we've discussed this multiple times about where we compete at, our walking weight, the struggles we have with cutting weight, or just how we will hang on to certain like water weight, stuff like that, and you know that's why we had... Natalie on the podcast discuss these things because women's weight cuts are different than men's and so you and you bring up a good point the whole reason we're kind of mentioning this is that we are in our self-care series and so many times we think self-care is before or after not during so mm -hmm. the reason we wanted to talk today especially like on our way home since it just happened is how are we taking care of ourselves during competition weekends. So coming off of this tournament and experiencing the weight cut Keely had to do because what I did was I competed in the gi, made weight in the gi, went out and competed, was able to hydrate, pretty much just eat and be prepared for the next day in no gi, but I did go up a weight class and my opponent was much stronger than me. So that's a conscientious decision you have to make prior to competing gi and no gi, especially if you haven't experienced that. Well, and it's paying attention to the time at which you compete as well. So uh, up until Thursday, because we flew out Friday, and that is another thing you've got to consider if you're flying or not. The reason I had to worry a little bit about a cut is because I knew once we flew, 
I was gonna be heavier or retain mm-hmm. water. You know, like you really get dehydrated, your body holds onto water. So it ended up being I was on weight until Friday morning. We flew, I was a pound over. The following morning, I was two over, even though I had been paying attention to carbs, water intake, etc. That night, got in the sauna, I was two under. Woke up the morning of, I was still two under. So I was able to snack and have light things throughout the day. So that before we went to the venue, I was like half a pound under. And then at the venue, I ended up being two under. So it was stressful for her but what we did is like her teammates were we were supportive like we went with her to the sauna we ate the same food she did for dinner and lunch and they were just able to eat a larger volume that was one thing that's extremely beneficial if you are with your team is that I understand like if your teammates are like yeah I really want to go here to eat Honestly, the one of the cheapest options is to go to the grocery store and have, like, wherever you're staying, a little place to fix food. That's going to help the best. But if your teammates want to go out somewhere to eat, it's if you know you might make bad decisions or you might be tempted, do not eat there. Yeah. You know, find something that everybody can find something to eat. And my teammates are great where we went to, like, wraps in, I think we went to a Pokeball place where I was able yeah. to get mixed greens and chicken. You know, I was able to make decisions and not be tempted to have bad things that would cause my weight to fluctuate. Yeah. And I mean, it's not on your team to make sure you make weight, but it's helpful when you have teammates who are there to help you make weight, but you're still responsible for the decisions you make. It's like when we were in Orlando, you and David went to Olive Garden because you could go to Olive Garden. I didn't want to go to Olive Garden because the breadsticks were going to be there and I was going to eat breadsticks. And that is all I wanted. And all their meals were like way too heavy. Too heavy. And I didn't want to feel like shit for competing too. And that's also another responsibility you have to take on yourself is what foods are actually going to make you feel shitty and weigh you down. And just because something sounds good doesn't mean that you should eat it. Because I know a lot of people that you go to so you go to certain locations and you're like, I want to make a trip out of it. And you go out to eat, you go get drinks. Well, then, do you, are you really fueling your body? Like, feeding your body what it needs to perform is a form of self-care. Yeah. You know, if you go out eating fried foods, drinking, bloating up, you're not going to perform optimally that way. So... Paying attention to, like, what are you snacking on? What kind of things are you bringing with you? I know Misty and I are quarters. We, I like to bring a lot of snacks. I always have, like, what? I was, what, three lunch bags? Yeah. This time? Yeah. Just this time? Team mom. Yeah. <laughs> but they were snacks I knew wouldn't bother us, would give us energy, keep us fueled keep us on weight you know you have to be conscious of these things and we bring enough that like when we run into teammates like we ran into a bunch of the pedagogy submission guys so it's like hey here's lunch bags like everybody grab food you know yeah and like me because of the adrenaline and the nerves I really do struggle to like have snacks in the bullpen like I'll sip on water but my stomach's already just knotted up that I can't really eat anything and even after I compete I have to wait till that adrenaline goes away so then I can start snacking on stuff to like refuel my body and feel better but that's a a personal 
think. What are some of your favorite snacks for competing? Well, Keely got me turned on to uh, the Honey Stinger Stroop Waffles. They're so good. Just and a really water. easy source of carbs and just really light. So those are good. I like good beef jerky. So like Country Archer is one of my favorite brands. I really like They're their really jerky. They're really good. Hard boiled eggs. A banana. I bring liquid IV to put my water bottle so I can have electrolytes and just stay hi uh, properly hydrated. Shoot. I have those mini granola bars, but I this, get those now because they don't have nuts in them. They're like mini chewy granola bars from Walmart, and they're like the size of a, probably what, like a half dollar? They're like a bite they're size. Like a they're bite. like the size they're of like a bite, a bite size Snickers. And it's just enough that it's like you have something, but you don't feel like you overindulged. Mm -hmm. So I do it when it's like I'm craving something sweet, but it still has granola, so it's not like super bad. Yeah. Because they've got strawberry, apple, cinnamon, white chocolate, and then double chocolate. Mm -hmm those are all like all of them are delicious yeah anything that's like easily packable but just like light it is what i like to bring and then like some fruit stuff like that see for me it's like you said bananas are always great for like on your stomach you yeah. know i know a lot of people that don't do a banana like get in the bullpen to a banana um personally i like pedialyte like i do like liquid iv but pedialyte just seems to settle on my stomach a little bit better yeah. So I'll do like water Pedialyte or I have my BCAs like this last time it had a little bit of caffeine So the second I got in the bullpen I did some BCAs just so I had like a little bit of it like a, kind of like a little bit of sugar as well Yeah, um, because I ended up having zero time really in the bullpen before going on the mat So I needed those quick sugars and not a lot of like heaviness on my stomach when I competed because you don't want to eat a big snack or chug a bunch of water and then have somebody knee on belly you, you just yeah. vomit. You know, and if you vomit, you're DQ'd. You know, that's fine. So, <laughs> personally, like, I don't... I know some people will, like, be dehydrated and really want food the second you get to the bullpen. If you don't know 100% for sure that you have a lot of time in the bullpen, do not chug. Do not, like, devour a bunch of food because you will feel gross. But try to have something. So, kind of prioritize... All right, what will give me my bang for the buck in the shortest amount of time? Yeah. You That's what I need to do first. I never even thought about might be smart, a camelback. I don't know. I've never thought of, like, a camelback. Because I like those when I'm hiking. Yeah. And, like, I can take sips of water, but it doesn't allow me to sit and chug water. Yeah. For me, it's just, like, I'm already carrying a backpack with my stuff. I wouldn't want an additional one. I mean, like, I've got a, like, a GoRuck bag that has the hydration like adaption. So I could do that. But it's just, I really like having my gold BJJ bag with, like, food and snacks in it. Yeah, and then something that Keely brought up is the time in the bullpen. And what was smart that you did yesterday was just check in while you had time to sit. So, because when you go check in, for people who haven't competed IBJJF, you're constantly watching your mat time. Because sometimes those, the, your matches start to move up. They really, they'll, they'll move up quickly. They'll move up so you have to watch the, the computer to make sure you know where you're at. And then you can go check in. That's where they check your key. And they make you weigh yourself right there, ready to go. So what Keely did yesterday was she checked herself in early so she could sit in the bullpen and eat and hydrate. 
so she was ready to go compete, but it still gave her time where, you know, you weren't chugging down food and just, like, right. eating a whole meal, but well, it gave you time to have, like, a quick snack yeah, I ended and up, hydrate. I ended up really not being in the bullpen long because I was in there, like, maybe five, ten minutes, and they were like, hey, yeah, we're ready to go, and I was like, I thought I had, like, an hour. One thing to pay attention to, though, is some places will not let you check in too early because if there's a lot of people in the bullpen, they might be like, if you're not on the board, you can't check in. I know, like, sometimes for IBJJF, they're like, if your name hasn't come up for your match in, like, the next, like, five or six matches, they won't let you check in because they're trying to limit the number of people in the bullpen. So that may or may not work for you. Yeah. It might just be, like, kind of stay on it or if it's kind of empty normally they'll just like let you go in anyway so when I went in it was pretty much empty so they didn't mind that I like checked in and check-in is going to be different from between the different organizations so just try to be aware yeah like there's a lot of people I mean that do IBJJFs all the time so they understand the system they already know what they like to do before tournaments they know what to pack I'm now figuring out what works for me and it's a lot of it's come from Keely's help and what she's knowledgeable on because it's different than the tournaments we were used to with like local new breeds how it's not as strict as IBJJ like it, it's nowhere near as strict or stressful as IBJJF not and that's not taken away from you jumping back to back for matches Jacob but yeah, okay. Just as far as, like, what you have access to and, like, your coach being in the bullpen and stuff like that, it, it, it's far different. Um, so it's figuring out what works for you prior to that IBJJF because they are strict and they will disqualify you for being, like, a point. Oh, I've got two stories. Over. Two stories. My, one of my previous instructors tells me the horror story of, I think he was a purple belt. It was blue or purple, something like that. He was .1 pound over and disqualified. And this was, like, before I had my first MMA fight. And he was like, I will never allow any of my students to be over. And he's like, I, ne I myself will never be over again because of that experience. Because, I mean, like, you don't get a refund. If you lose weight, that's on you. Um, so that was one thing. All right. Next story, Jacob. <laughs> We're at Newbreed. Was it last week? Yeah, it was last week. Oh, shit. Man. Time. Anyways. So, Jacob, lovely Jacob in the backseat, his Nogi and E divisions were going simultaneously. So, we would be on one side of the mats, do his Gi match, run across to the other side of the mats, do his Nogi match. And I'm fussing with them the whole time because I'm coaching him, where I'm like, no, he just got done with the match just because he walked over here. That's not his rest period. Um, and somebody didn't take care of themselves because he's a nurse, you know, ladies, he's single. There you go. We'll, att we'll attach his oh, Instagram handle at the end of this. And he, it was a nurse who got off his shift, hadn't eaten for like what, a full day? It's like 48. It was like 48 hours? Wait, 48 hours? No, 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 no. It's like. I thought it was like a day and a half. It's like 36. Like a day and a half. Actual meal. Hadn't eaten. And is doing all these competitions. He's like five matches in. He's dying. At one point, I literally threw a lunchbox at him. Because I asked him if he ate. He hadn't. I threw a lunchbox at him and told him I didn't want to see him again until he had eaten something out of the bag. What did you eat? Gummies? Yeah. You picked gummies. It was the quickest thing that I could get down. Because I literally had another match in like two minutes after that. <laughs> I told him, I was like, by the time I get back, you had better have eaten it. Like, eaten something. I was literally scarfing the gummies down on my rest period before my next match. So, when I say take care of yourself, 
I also mean eat. I understand we're weight cutting and I understand there are different levels of doing so, but ask them. I was still snacking at no point. Like this was the most like the best feeling we could have had because it was like, I'm still, I'm going to see my allowance. I'm going to still drink a little bit of water. I'm still going to have a little bit of protein, a little bit of fat. I'm not going to go without, I mean, and didn't one of your opponents actually have a bad cut in addition to being on her period and like, it just didn't go over I well? I don't know. No, it was just that it was her time of the month. I, she didn't see anything about the cut just because it was her time of the month. Yeah. But that's why like we, because we interviewed Natalie and her episode is up if you want to listen, why I reached out to someone who like is a registered dietitian. So if I do need a wet weight cut, I can do it properly and I can find ways to still fuel my body properly for tough training when I'm getting ready for a competition. So my personal recommendation, if you're really not knowledgeable about this and you're really trying to invest in jiu-jitsu competing and doing your best but still needing to cut weight or find what weight division works for you seek out professional assistance to do that that's my recommendation um and that's that and that's on you but i also the reason i'm just saying a professional is so you're still not either getting injured or having shitty quick ways of weight cutting and then either getting disqualified or passing out or getting sick something like that so that's just my personal recommendation might not work for everybody but that's that's why I'm putting it out there I know I want to make a comment here recently especially since more tournaments are opening back up and it seems like there's an influx of people that are really I say it like trigger happy to do some of these competitions I've noticed in a lot of social media groups, people are constantly like, hey, I've got my first competition coming up. Should I, like, how do I cut 10, 15 pounds to do it? Yeah. And this is just personal opinion. I do not believe for anyone's first competition, they should cut. Honestly, if, unless it's kind of like these top tier athletes where you, like, bloated a pound, you know, I do not believe people should have to do dramatic cuts to compete. I know Missy and I have had this conversation, sometimes we do so that we have more opponents, you know, like I really wanted to stay in my weight class, you know, they had a day in which you could have made athlete changes in terms of like weight division schools, etc. I could have changed into the higher division if I was that worried about weight, but then I would have had one opponent versus a handful of opponents. So my reasoning is I wanted to stay to have a larger pool of candidates. And I know some other girls are thinking that way as well, but when you first start, it's about the experience itself rather than the number of people you're gonna compete against. So you're already gonna be so stressed out with everything else. Try not to put that demand on your top of it. The second point, and I think this is the major point, I really don't understand why a lot of, particularly females, reach out into social media with people that they don't know to ask whether or not they should do a weight cut when this individual is not a specialist, like how we've spoken with Natalie, but they don't know what all you do. They don't know your environment. They don't know your current status or your location. You know, they 
they are not involved in your lives. Like so, because so no offense, I don't want to trust this rando to tell me, hey, you should totally cut ten pounds. It's fine. No, it may not be. It may be fine for them. That may be normal for them. Good for them. It may not be good for you. Oh, I agree with that a hundred percent. Because it's like one thing where you kind of have to cut the weight of your yeast. That's like two pounds, and that's two pounds of water weight. You give your time yourself time out or like I've talked about before where I flew gained 10 not 10 pounds sorry I gained like five pounds and I couldn't get rid of it till I came back here and it was all water and it was like my body just retained five pounds of water that's one thing but to completely go down a division that's so far from your walking weight I don't think there's any point I think weight cuts like my understanding perspective of this is also when you're teetering on the weight divisions because like I said it can go back and forth from being light feather to feather if you're a light feather and you're balancing between light feather feather why would you even want to cut down to like rooster that's like next to 100 pounds so for me when I look at that it just it doesn't make sense to me either um, well, that or some people give a reasoning where it's like, oh, well, then I'm going to be, like, so much stronger in this weight division. No, you're going to feel like shit. Yeah. There's, unless you have spoken with professionals and have a tried and true program, and I mean this, like, some of these weight cuts are full programs. It's not just a wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, there's pounds, they're gone. Yeah. It's not. And if you do it that way, that's when you can severely hurt yourself. Or when you can overexert yourself so much that your body goes into shock. I know people that, like, I've said this story before where I know a guy that, like, chugged his bottle of milk and magnesia the night before because he didn't bother. He didn't bother with his food. He didn't bother with his water. He just he just wasn't cognizant and didn't take it seriously. And then all of a sudden was trying to drop the weight. He managed to do it after he stayed up all night in the toilet. You know, and then the next day he laid on bottom. The guy mounted him. And he laid there, and he didn't move. And afterwards, we were like, what happened? Like, you didn't you didn't do anything. And he was like, I was just so tired. So it's like, he didn't even have, really have a map juice. You know, like, think of how it's going to affect your performance as well. Yeah. Because if you are dropping those weight classes, you're not going to be the best performing athlete. Yeah. So I think instead of asking other women or people to be like, hey, should I weight cut? I would ask recommendations on specialists to help with weight cuts, but do not take advice from people that's not professional because it's, like you said, how are you going to even compete when you feel like shit? <laughs> like, well, and it's, yeah. it's, be, it's a mindfulness. I think so many people, they want the tips and tricks and hacks. Hacks is a big thing. They want, like, weight cut hacks or how to lose, like, you see on the magazines how to lose 20 pounds in three days. Shit. Yeah. You're not going to feel good. No. And it's all water. Yeah. But there's mindfulness. So all of the meals, like, for example, since last Sunday, like, those of you that have been paying attention to our Instagram where I was extremely happy about my Dunkin' Donuts coffee, I hadn't had coffee since last Sunday. A handful of you are probably thinking, oh, but Healy, like, black coffee's pretty good for you. I hate and Like, I, black coffee, I think, is disgusting. I like sugar with my coffee 
So I knew that I wasn't able to do that because that was going to be a lot of carbs and hold on to water weight. So I had to cut coffee out. And that was just a, a decision I made for myself. Other people don't have to do that, but that was the decision I made for myself. In addition to the fact, I, there have been some cuts where I still left coffee in and I accounted for that with my carbs and I reduced the amount, but I also had to count that fluid ounce in my water intake. Some people don't do that. They only count their water instead of all of their fluid. That's another thing. Like, it's just, it's mindfulness. Yeah. And then, so that's prior. And we already talked about tournament day and snacks and food and stuff like that. One thing I like to do that I didn't do when I was doing the Atlanta tournament, but I, I figured it out, is if I'm cutting it close, I will bring my competition E to the gym with me, my belt, because I don't have a scale at home. I've never owned a scale. Like, I just don't have one. So the only time I weigh myself is at the gym. So I'll take uh, my competition gi, my belt, the sports bra, and the compression shorts I want to wear under my gi. I will have my coffee with the creamer that I like. I will have the breakfast that I like to eat before I train. And I go and I weigh myself. And if I'm good, then I'm like, okay, I know this is how, what I can eat, what I can do for tournament day. Then once I go step on the, uh, step on the test scale at the competition, then I can start drinking a little bit more water. I can start having a couple bites of like a banana until I get molten, and then that's where I can have a little bit more. And I'm just now figuring this out versus, no, I have to starve myself till I go to the test scale to see if I'm cutting it close, take little bites of bananas and keep stepping on the test scale to then go step on the scale and be like 116. Then I'm dehydrated and hungry. Then I go out and I'm feeling starved and I feel like shit. And I'm like, because I have to have that too. Well, yes, where I was seeing stars the entire match, just making it through the longest six minutes of my life. Orlando, I only got like two hours of sleep. I just slept really crappy. So that's why I felt like crap for my match. And I was like, I don't even want to be here right now. Like, <laughs> I just don't want to be here. Um, so we talked about those things. And then now, like, after you had your weight cut, we went and got coffee. We had our desserts. And we had good food last night. And, like, this morning I said, I'm like, I'm starting to feel like shit from the food we ate last night. So now I'm like, I just want to eat healthy again. <laughs> yeah. Like, it, it is a balance. So many people, the reason that there's like a lot of, kind of like the rubber band effect, mm -hmm. where you know, you like slingshot, like, I think slingshot eaters is like a term. It's like yo-yo, not yo -yo. like yo-yo yeah, 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 yo -yo. or something. Or it's like, exactly. Especially for like bodybuilders that have been on very strict weeks routine to cut weight, and it's like... Or, like, how some athletes have cheat days. I think, like, one of the most memorable cheat days was, like, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, where it was, like, how many pizzas? Like, 11 or 13 pizzas. Oh, and, like, a whole bunch of other shit. Gross. Yeah, no. <laughs> but it is okay to indulge. Yeah. Just don't overdo it. Yeah. So, like, Missy and I talked about it where we were like, all right, this week we're just going to be a little bit more lenient with ourselves. It's not necessarily that we're, like, strict and, like, we can only do this. It's just we have preferences and we know what makes us feel good and fuels our bodies. We're basically going from, like, 
okay, what, when is this next tournament out? Okay, so for me, I have like a week where I can, let's say I want to have a couple bites of ice cream. I can have ice cream. I can have my sweets. I can have something a little bit more fried. But, but yeah, but I'm not overindulging in those things. I'm just allowing them in within my regular food that I eat to train. But when I get closer to competing, I start focusing more on my my carbs and my fats and my proteins and which ones I need and how to time my nutrition because what I focus more on is making sure I'm properly fueled to do competition training a couple times a week to do a little bit more weightlifting, to do, you know, if we add some yoga in there, I just want to make sure I'm fueled properly and I'm feeling good to do those things. So for me, it's not just being strict. It's like, which foods do not uh, upset my stomach? Which foods actually help me sleep better, or feel better for training? And make you feel fuller longer, especially when you're doing hours of training. You know, it, it's being again, mindful, and it's not just eating, I know, like, we really talked about eating, <laughs> and, like, through the weight cut, water, and stuff like that, um, but it's also sleep, you know, Misty and I, whenever, like, for this trip, we brought, you don't have to do this, by no way am I saying, like, oh, you have to bring, like, every single supplement you own, you don't, um, but we both brought our multivitamins, we both brought our melatonin, things that help us stay on a schedule, especially because traveling throws your, especially like we were in a different time zone, so it, throw, it throws your biological clock out of whack because you're used to different things. Um, I'm a very, very much of a creature of habit, so not sleeping at the same time, not eating at the same time for meal, yeah. and that's another reason why you can hold on to weight is because it's just out of the norm. So we brought the things that we use on a daily basis being mindful of not only security for TSA and having to have all of our food checked, but also things that made like made us feel good. Like Missy uses a keto creamer and that's what she has with her coffee. So she brought some of that with her. I brought some of my protein powder and collagen peptides with me because that makes me feel good. And the few days that it was like, I get to have a little bit more and not worry about weight as much. I wanted my protein shake because that's what I'm used to. My BCAs, you know, what things that can keep you on your schedule and make you as comfortable as possible will also help your body even when you're putting it through the stress of competition yeah so because routine's so important so those things that help you stay within your routine what else do we want to talk about with self-care i know we wanted to talk about food and like how this experience was like it's like we have enough experience that when we have to do something a little bit newer we knew we know how to adapt does that make sense yeah, because it was like we didn't know what to expect for Nogi IBJJF, but we already knew how to properly wake up for our bodies. We knew what supplements we like to eat. Like, Well, and it's like you know what's out of the norm. So it's like earlier in the week. I told David, and this might be too much information for, especially now that our male listenership is up to, what, 57%? Something. No, guys. Yeah. This might be too much information. Every time there's an IBJJF, almost every time, I sign up for one or a competition, I will get my period. I will. And then it's like I've got to deal with trying to stay on weight when I'm heavily bloated. And it's a bitch. Yeah. This is the first time in, I think, my entire jiu-jitsu career where I was not on my period. Yeah. And all of a sudden, 
weight was not moving. My weight was not changing. And it really stressed me out because I was like, I know how to tailor my body to lose the weight doing these same things. And I know how my body feels during this time of the cycle. Whereas this week, since I wasn't on my period, all of a sudden I was like, I don't know what else to do. So a handful of people at our gym that have gone through proper weight cut certification in order to understand how to safely get their weight, their fighters on weight, I was able to communicate with them and be like, I'm stuck. What do I need to do? And honestly, they were like, you're not going to start cutting water out too early. You're going to keep drinking water. You're going to keep eating carbs. Like they were able to have me carried out like until like Friday where I was still eating full meals and not being restricted until closer to time. Yeah. You know, that's a big thing. Somebody that is telling, like, that tells you it is okay to continue eating. Do not put your body in starvation mode where it wants to hold on to everything. Like I said, seek a specialist, a professional, so you feel good to compete. Because that's the point. You go out to compete because you want to, I don't want to say, like, be your best self, but if you're going to go compete, you want to feel your best. You want to grow from that what did you have you something add to add? yeah um yeah starving shelf is definitely not the way to go because when i when i used to wrestle we would constantly be dropping like 10 pounds of weight class and you go out there and you just feel like crap couldn't do anything and when i finally started getting my diet on point and wrestling a more natural weight class my senior year was the first year only year i qualified for state oh really just feeling better. Oh, wow that's interesting well i didn't know that um so i think part of it is understanding your body if you need to really get help from someone who understands how to properly weight cut get that help also don't make yourself miserable doing it for example like Misty and I love the sauna that's why I didn't mind sitting in the sauna a little bit longer like in sweats to get water weight because we both enjoy the sauna if that is something that will make you absolutely miserable then don't do that you know, figure out something else that's enjoyable. Like originally, Misty and I wanted to do hot yoga, but there just happened not like there just happened to not be any classes during the time we would have been available. But we would have rather done that over the sauna, even though we love the sauna. So, if you think that the only way to lose the weight is to make yourself miserable, that's another reason maybe consider you're in the wrong weight class. Yeah. So just as far as like taking care of yourself and treat yourself and treat yourself (laughs) win that medal and go treat yourself yes um we are enablers in here yeah misty misty and i and we have found jacob is also an enabler where we'll be like you deserve we went what bakery did we go to we went to a bakery and we were like getting cheesecake and cookies and we were like treat yourself you earned it you burned those calories go do that and then we had like lobster mac and cheese for dinner man that was good see and like when i get the desserts and the treats I want it's usually because I'm like this is probably going to make me feel like shit so I'm saving it for after I compete because it looks good and I don't want to feel like shit to compete because even all the food we ate like I didn't even overindulge it was just like heavier foods I felt like shit afterwards and now I'm just ready to get back on like a good nutrition schedule where I can splurge every once in a while this week and then I can get on a better 
I'll say like a food routine because it just helps to stay within routine so I can continue to train um, because IBJJF just released some more tournaments that are happening and they're coming up quicker than I thought. So now's the time where I'm like, okay, I can enjoy a little bit, but let's get back on track as soon as we well, can. Well, and so we'll put it into perspective this way. IBJJF, I needed to make sure that I was on weight. Next weekend, I'm now in an absolute where I am the smallest person by a minimum of 20 pounds and a maximum of what do we figure out? 40, 50 pounds? Something. Something like that. So I'm going within seven days, well, like less than that because it's actually on a Saturday and I competed, yes, I competed Sunday evening for IBJJF and now Saturday evening I'm going to be competing at another uh, venue for a cancer benefit. And so I'm about to have to switch from being a little bit more restrictive to I'm going to eat to fuel and feel good. I'm not going to think so, like so many people are like, oh, I have to add weight this week. You know, we talk about weight cuts, but there's also some girls that have talked about like, oh, I need to gain some weight before this next match. I'm going into a heavier division or I'm at the bottom of my division. Yeah. You know, we don't talk about that nearly as much, but it is a thing. So, but that doesn't mean I'm going to sit there and eat shit. Yeah. Like but if I don't gain weight, that's fine. I'm yeah. okay with that. Well, it was like this weekend for me, I could go compete in the gi. I didn't eat shit after I competed in the gi and was like, oh, I can gain up to like 10 pounds now. It was, no, I can eat a lot more now. I can drink a lot more water because I've got to feel like my best self to go compete in a higher weight class that I'm used to. And mentally, I prepared for that. Because if I'm going to be teeter-tottering back and forth between light feather and feather, depending on the tournament, is it gear, no gear, whatever the hell it is, I need to understand what I'm going up against as far as the weight of the other person and their strength and what I need to do. So I just wanted to be hydrated and fed for that point, but I still didn't like eat a bunch of shit and say oh yeah I can get all the weight I want I just wanted to feel good going into that that next match does that make sense there's that and then don't feel like when you go to competitions you have to do so much like you have to stay there from when they open to when they close and watch all the matches and run around because that stresses yourself out too and like you don't realize that by the end of the day you'll normally have like really like raging headaches from all of the screaming like screaming in your ears right or like even after you've had a competition some people may not have an adrenaline dump until the next morning or later on in the day and all of a sudden it like hits them like a hangover um missy and i've had conversations about that like this morning i was like i feel great except my next tight you know and then she said that she felt very drained from the adrenaline dump so you can respond differently but like one day we were there for a couple hours straight watched all these matches running around and then yesterday it was like one of our teammates in the back seat, Jacob, he competed in the morning, and then we had a couple hours until Misty and myself competed in the evening, so we went back to the room and went to sleep. Yeah. We had the opportunity because we work very close to the venue because Misty is, like, scheduling goddess over here in terms of vacations and travel and all that things, um, but it, we didn't feel obligated. We were there to support some teammates we knew, we were there to watch a couple matches, but it was also like, you know, let's go, let's relax, let's unwind a little bit, let's make sure that we don't watch matches and stress yourself out. Some people will get too ramped up too soon by watching other matches. 
Sometimes if you can tell that you're like getting more anxious the more matches you watch, you need to distance yourself from that situation, calm yourself back down before going back into it. Yeah, so like I have performance anxiety. I've had it since I was a kid. Like anytime I had to do public speaking or had to do a dance performance, anything, I have performance anxiety. So when I get the nerves before competing, it's not that I'm like just nervous to be nervous. It's just how I am and I get like that too like when I was in school and had to take a test it's the same thing where you're just stressed so when you're dealing with those nerves it's 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 hard because you'll get to the venue and it depends on when your nerves hit so you'll get to the venue and you were competing like as far as the schedule looked, it looked like it was like an hour and a half before I was competing. So I was like, oh shit, like I've got to sit, watch all this jujitsu. I've got to sit with my nerves for like an hour and a half. And then I get to go do my match. And I'm usually the person like in school when we had to do uh, presentations, I would go first to get it over with. Where I'm like, nope, I'm not, just let me be done. But... Fortunately, yesterday the schedule was moving so fast, we were actually able to be in the bullpen. I was able to watch your first match, get in the bullpen with you for your next match, watch your next match, then stay in the bullpen for a few minutes before my match. Got that done, and then I was like, okay, it's over. Let's just <laughs> let's just hang out while you did your open class. So Part of that too is you've got to understand mentally, like that mental preparedness of how long am I going to be at the venue? How long am I going to have to sit with my nerves? Find something that calms you, be it like meditation if you have to sit with... I don't like listening to music to hype myself up. It, it's, it, psychs, it psychs me out as far as my confidence. I really don't like listening to music because it does mess with my confidence and how I feel. Um, but if I need to calm my nerves and sometimes like... Like, I meditated for five minutes yesterday in the hotel room to just kind of bring myself back into, like, the present moment because it hadn't happened yet. And then were you doing box breathing, too? And then I was doing box breathing. So if you listen to our episode with Mio Strong, uh, she goes by Utah Jets Mama. She does box breathing to handle her nerves. Even though she's, like, a badass, she still gets nervous. There's world champions still get nervous before they compete. So you have to find the things that calm your nerves, especially when you have other teammates competing before you and you don't go for a while. Um, like a five-minute meditation with your headphones if you just need to go sit, close your eyes, and just do a meditation. Um, classical music tends to help me too, so I can just stay within the present moment and not think about my upcoming match. My nerves have gotten better um, since like the very first time I competed, but I still do with it. I, I have so much self-awareness of my nerves that I just have to tell myself to stop. I have to, like, really be like, stop. Like, this, it's fine. This is not a big deal. Like, nobody cares whether you're going to win or lose. But um, that's how I deal with that. That's also part of that self-care because you've got to be mentally prepared for what's happening. Yeah, and as you were saying that, it makes me think of kind of like, I think, something that we can wrap up with where it's after the competition, mindset. How you're feeling. Um, particularly if you're dealing with a loss where it's either you lost on points, you lost by submission. When you are on the mats, you are professional. You know, you shake your opponent's hand, you be respectful. No matter what happens, and if they've been awarded the win, you respect that. 
you know, at the, at the end of the day, they won. And then how you choose to deal with it is, like, I mean, most of us are grown. You're, like, you're an adult man, you're an adult woman. You can deal with it however you choose to. There have been a couple interactions where other coaches were trying to talk to students where they're like, I saw you were disappointed walking away. It's gauged off of if they are accepting of that. Don't kind of put, like, put yourself on another student being like, hey, I saw this, like, buck up champ, and then give all these examples about your students that beat them. You know, like, personally, that, like, I witnessed that a little bit, and it left a little bit of a bad taste in my mouth, but, you know, that's just personal. But everyone deals with things differently. Sometimes you need to distance yourself. I know, like, Misty and I had talked about in Orlando, I couldn't, like, I was in a bad place, and I could not get my gi off fast enough. I could not wait to be away from jujitsu, and I was like, I just don't want to be here. I don't want to be around this, you know, I just had, like, a lot of mental stuff going on, and stress, and I just wanted to be distanced, and then calm, and bring myself down, and deal with it, and then be ready to go back and support, you know, for some people, I know, especially, that's fine to do when you are by yourself, I know one thing that both of us really appreciate is how Heath Pedigo said that, I'll give you two. Where it's if you have a team that is competing, you have two matches to kind of compose yourself, go support the rest of your team. Like, you can be upset about your personal performance later, support your team, and then deal with everything that came with your match. But don't take it out on the mats. Don't take it out at the podium. You know, be respectful of the people who won, whether it was yourself or the other individuals. Be supportive of that and be good representations of the sport yeah so sportsmanship being a good teammate and girls don't be catty just don't we all see everybody like some of the, some people snarling on the podium just don't I mean we're we're all in this we're all in the sport we're all trying to compete you know do we all want to win yes so I mean it's not just you be be supportive of the girls that do beat you yeah, like, end of story. We could go on, yeah, she said end of story. We could go on a whole different soapbox about that. <laughs> we will not right now. We, we might have agreements. Um, <laughs> yeah, like, that was, I think, a good way to sum it up. Um, if you want to go back and listen to some other interviews that we have listed, um, Go back and listen, because a lot of the times we do ask them about competing themselves. We do ask them about um, their either their teammates or their students competing, how they deal with losses. Because wins are one thing, but a loss, really how you mentally come back from that is important, and that's what's going to help you move forward. Um, and if you do win, like, go back and train and whatever, but... Thank you for listening. Um, if you want to keep up with us, follow us on our Instagram at Black Builder Bust. You can follow us on our personal pages. Uh, mine's at What Misty Does, and Keely's is at Keely McCarty. Our personal pages are tagged within our our podcast page on Instagram. Thanks for listening. Bye.